Hello and welcome. Uh, this is the next in a series of podcasts from Web Spiders Group, uh, where we'll be discussing ways in which brands are able to create unique experiences for their customers. Uh, today we'll be discussing designing and developing an event app uh, to create a mobile experience that not only serves a practical function, but helps to elevate the event experience for every user. My name is Narinda Brahach, uh, and I'm Senior Business Manager at Web Spiders Group. During this conversation, we'll be sharing our experiences of launching over 200 app events uh, and provide insights into what our customers have taught us about building a truly great event experience. It's my pleasure to introduce Varun Kashiv and Mihir Shah, who are responsible for Web Spiders Group's event app, Event to Mobile. Welcome, Varun. Welcome, Mihir. Hi, Narendra. Thank you for the introduction. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you. Um, so, you know, just to, to, to get straight into it, you know, as a as a brand, we've decided to build an app for our upcoming event. What are some of the most important elements to consider on day one? Well, on day one, I mean, I think the most important elements to consider is, first of all, like, when is the event? What is your key audience? Uh, whether it's an internal event, whether it's a customer-facing event, uh, what uh, is the key objective out of the event? What are you trying to achieve? Is it engagement? Is it, you know, more education-focused? Is it more interactivity? Because there's a lot of elements these days that are available in event apps, from very deep engagement uh, for audience during sessions, uh, offering interactivity like polls, etc., to a lot of networking options. So it's the objective of the event should be very clear. What we're trying to achieve out of the event, is it to promote more networking? Is it to get more feedback from attendees? Or is it just to, you know, help attendees navigate through the event? Because, I mean, there could be, and, and nobody's saying that all of these could not be together as a part of the objective, but to have these goals kind of defined as to what we're trying to do. Because event apps these days are not just a mobile app. It's a full event technology solution that can uh, not just supplement, but actually augment your overall event. And uh, I think Mihir would like to add a couple more points here, but that's my personal, you know, two cents when it comes to working with uh, event planners is to figure out what their core objectives are from the event and then how to go about the app with that, which features to use the most. And you're, you're absolutely right, Rune. Uh, there's no question about it. And that's something that we do on a day-to-day -day basis here uh, at Event Mobile uh, with WebSwiders Group is to consult with them, right? Consult with the event planners, event organizers to first understand what their goals are, what their success metrics are. Uh, you know, what will, at the end of the day, what will uh, cause them to say we had a successful event. Uh, it's not, you know, certain times it's a number of downloads or certain times it is a number of engagement opportunities that they have. So as Rune mentioned, you know, it is very, very important to define those. And then we can work with you uh, because, again, as Rune mentioned, you know, there's a robust number of features uh, that are there. Uh, so it is a lot of times, you know, even within the mobile app, we have so many features that certain times they are not really relevant for the type of event that they are trying to achieve, these event planners. So we go in, we, you know, kind of uh, consult with them, and then we remove uh, certain uh, items for them and really just engage with the audience based on what those requirements are. So, you know, again, even at the attendee level, they don't get overwhelmed. Uh, but again, the key success right away, as we mentioned as well, is 
to know your audience, know your uh, what kind of event you are trying to achieve and what your key success identifiers are. Absolutely. Just one more thing that I wanted to add to that, right, is that events and event apps are no longer just a medium of, you know, providing information and data. Uh, what is happening nowadays is, event is events have become one of the most important part of an organization's marketing strategy. And this is where you have your audience, which is your customers, actually directly engaging with you. So, so that's why what Mir said is consulting and understanding how to maximize that potential of getting the data that you really want and then tapping into the analytics that Event Mobile provides or Event Apps provide is something that should be considered like from the beginning so that the whole experience is designed based on that. Okay, okay. One of, one of the recurring terms there was around engagement. You know, So once you've defined those requirements and, and once you've built the app, um, you then have the event att attendees that are actually inside the app. How do you ensure that you keep them there? So you know, how do you ensure that you maintain that customer engagement, if you like? So I think from a customer engagement perspective, there's there's certain things that happen before, during, and also after, right? So these are the three segments that are really, really critical for any kind of event. First, it is, you know, you send out your emailers, uh, you send out notifications for users to download the app. You know, there could be early adopters. So how many times do you do those reminders uh, before the event starts? You know, that's something that marketing teams along with the event planning teams kind of can organize and coordinate. Uh, we offer the tools from our side to reach out to them, uh, you know, via push alerts, again, for those users that have already downloaded it. Uh, but at the same time, emails and things like that, that can get triggered from our platform or even other marketing tools. But again, it is, you know, you have your early adopters. How many times do you engage with them uh, before to increase that adoption rate? Now, once you are at the event, we have a whole host, right? So again, push alerts, push notifications to make sure their content is up to date, uh, whether you're using it for sponsorships, you know, there are those opportunities as well. Uh, but, you know, engagement, it, it can also be fun, right? You are at an event, uh, you have a full on social wall, social aspects, uh, but you can also include gamification. You know, there's so many games and networking opportunities within the app itself that really will drive the engagement aspect uh, for users while they are in the conference itself. And then finally, the post itself is, you know, how do you get that feedback, right? How was the event? Not only about the event, but the app, about the app itself. Uh, not only about the app, or what can we do better as, as the overall event happens for next year, how can we make it better for you guys? So how can we get customer engagement in that fashion as well? Again, push alerts, targeted push alerts, uh, you know, banner placements within the app. Those are all these things that really uh, drive an event. Yeah, no, that's absolutely the most important part of engagement. One key point that I, I wanted to add when it comes to figuring out how to engage your attendee best is to knowing your audience is very important. Knowing what your audience would use and what they wouldn't. So if you know the demographic that you're going for, if it's an older demographic and you're not expecting them to use a lot of social tools, right? So they don't have to proactively, I mean, there's there's proactive engagement and there's reactive engagement. So polls, surveys, et cetera, these are all reactive engagements. But 
when they see the value out of this, when they actually see the poll results, all the live Q&A happening in a session, and that they can actually get their questions or and they can actually feel that, okay, their voice is being heard, that's when you see more people engaging. But then again, when you see a different demographic where you see a lot of people are going to post stuff to your social, to your photo wall, then using the technology, leveraging the technology to make that experience even wider by, you know, leveraging like large screens around the show where things that are being posted on the mobile app can then be broadcasted throughout the event on large screens so people can see the social feeds that are being generated by the app. Uh, obviously, gamification is super important because, I mean, like people are really competitive, especially at events. They love to be, you know, uh, you know, point of focus, et cetera. So, I mean, if you have a leaderboard, they can see who's doing really well, kind of has a bit of competition, fun element, but you can also derive and drive your metrics using engagement. And, you know, so if you really want people to uh, take surveys or if you really want to, uh, you know, hear their voice, you can actually run games that will give them points for doing what you want them to do, right? So if you make them play a game, where you know they have to post certain images to the photo wall or if you make if you give them more points for taking surveys so those ways of engagement will actually drive your overall goal for the event and metrics for the event to make it more successful but at the end of the day the attendee doesn't feel like they're doing anything they're having fun doing what they're doing but you're actually hitting your checklist on the metrics that you wanted to hit and one thing I really wanted to add, uh, to add upon what Varun mentioned, because that's really important, is that, you know, your audience, you have to know your audience, right? So there are different types of audience members, but even at the same event, there can be the same, you know, two different types of audiences. Mm -hmm. So now, how do you, how can you engage with the audience members, you know, at the same time? Some people may be really, uh, you know, adverse to being social, being engaged and, you know, playing the games. Whereas you have an older crowd, sometimes I've, you know, I've been to events and they come with flip phones and, you know, how do you still engage with them or even Blackberries? I mean, you know, a lot of times corporate devices, Blackberries are still there, Nokia phones and all that. So how do you engage with both aspects? And that's something that's important too, that, you know, with a vast variety of, uh, suites that we have uh, within the event to mobile itself, you know, you can accommodate for all. So, you know, you do have those, you do have E2M light, which will allow you to do, you know, quick polling via text-based uh, messaging. You do have a, a, a really interesting, a really exciting functionality called, Zo uh, called uh, Eva, which is powered by Zoe, which allows, you know, all, all the information that you can get within the app to also come via a text message. So, you know, you can put a phone number around and you can actually text message to engage with the app uh, itself, with the information itself, to get your basic information of where you need to be, when you need to be, uh, who's, who's here from other uh, verticals that you may want to connect with. So it gives you that opportunity as well. Uh, as well as what we mentioned, you know, the this, the pollings and the social and all that kind of stuff can also be done uh, for users that don't possibly don't have smartphones. As Rune mentioned, it's really important to know your audience and and offer the tools that all the, the audience types can actually you know engage with your event, uh, you know, as a cross-channel platform.
I think it's a really important point when you mentioned flexibility. So it's not just flexibility from event to event, but also flexibility within a single event. So you can actually decide what sort of content an individual would like to see. So I think that's really important. And you know, we talk about that that user engagement, um, and you mentioned feedback following the event, and all this, there's the involvement from one event uh, from one year, for example, to the next. So. Independent research shows that around 90% of apps are deleted after a single use. So how can we ensure that user engagement post-event? So there's a couple of things, right? I mean, like one thing that we encourage people or organizations who do multiple events is not to develop individual apps for every event, to have a multi-event app that is a single container app that is a shell for all the events that the organization is hosting. So that way, attendees don't have to keep downloading and deleting and downloading and deleting an app every time there's a new event. So that's one primary goal that should always be, you know, taken care of. That you don't make your, you don't, you're not forcing people, especially this audience is a repeat audience of a lot of your events. You're not, you know, forcing them to download apps over and over again. So they get one app based on their login, they automatically get mapped to the events that they're attending. So they don't even see a lot of uh, events that are not relevant for them. They only see events that are relevant for them. So that's the first part, right? Second part is to have ongoing social discussions within the app. So using the various networking channels within the app to keep the audience engaged. You know, we have options where you can create groups within the app. So you can have group communication. So attendees can, you know, create their own groups. They can like in future connect with that group. You can, uh, you know, uh, do group alerts. So if you're sending out like an alert, alerts is a great way to keep that engagement going. So if you're sending like some good educational notes to them, post event that, okay, this is a good read or, you know, something like that. So those ways people know that they're still getting like relevant content from this app. So it makes sense for them to stay on the app. But again, I mean, it's a, it's tough thing to, you know, have, people stay on an app for which the purpose is already solved unless you are delivering more relevant content to them ongoing. One of the obvious reasons why people will keep an app if it's a multi-event app and they know that they're going to attend a lot of events with that organization. So that's always a smart thing to have a multi-event app. But then sending more, you know, smart, intelligent content using push alerts and smart alerts, not bombing them with crazy amount of alerts because then people are going to just switch off your push alerts and then they're not going to receive them. So so those are some factors that can be uh, very useful to keep the engagement going uh, beyond the event. And and also to add to that, I mean, you know, you also are storing and you are doing things within the event. So if, if, as the organizer continues to keep the event open for, you know, weeks or months after the event is, is done, you know, the things that you've bookmarked, the, the user contacts that you've made, uh, you know, those kind of things, uh, they will still continue to be there. So, you know, you will get that motivation to go back. And again, as we mentioned, definitely the social feeds, uh, if things are continuing to happen, uh, if people are continuing to be active, you know, you will get those alerts and people will likely tend to go back uh, into the app. But more than that, what really uh what really is something that's convenient is again as as we mentioned with one shell container app and one shell uh you know unified platform 
it allows organizers to also be flexible and actually save a lot of time and effort. Uh, rather than creating a new event every single time, if 90% uh, of the event or 100% of the event or even, you know, whatever, X amount of percentage of the event is similar from time to time or year to year, uh, you know, we do have flexibility within our content management system to allow the event organizers to just clone or duplicate events. So now that really alleviates a lot of their problems, right? So they, you know, they don't have to reinvent the wheel, redesign the event app. They don't have to redesign that full event uh, from scratch with all of that data because all they have to do is, is just clone the event set the new dates, the new name of the event possibly, and then just move it forward. And they are kind of, you know, done in about 10 minutes rather than, you know, the full setup time, uh, which it would take from event to event. So, you know, that, that multiple platform, that multiple single platform, multiple event channel that works really well, uh, not only for the attendees, uh, but also for event organizers. Yeah, and then one last thing that I wanted to add is like the ability, you know, the app should always be multi and only channel. So one of the greatest things is that to make sure that it's available via desktops, uh, it's available on different devices. So like, so if a user has, is done with the event, they can still, while sitting in the office, if they want to just go through the presentations or some, you know, questions that were asked or like some comments that were made within the app, they should be able to log in with via their PCs or their desktops, you know, so they should be able to see the content via different channels. So those are ways of, you know, making sure the engagement stays through beyond the event as well. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thanks for that. So. So for somebody that, that's very new to this, you know, there are clearly a number of event-based apps in the marketplace. Uh, so what criteria should they use when they're selecting a, a platform or a partner or a vendor for their, uh, their event requirements? Well, I mean, there's quite a few things, right? I mean, first of all, you have to make sure that you're getting a partner that understands your requirement best, right? That is able to deliver that experience and not just selling a product to you, which is siloed in and is what is what you see is what you get, but you are working with a partner that can actually work to achieve your success factor. A partner that, an app that is easy to uh, build, like from the back end is DIY, easy to upload content, easy to integrate with your existing system, because everybody has like tons of existing systems that their data lives on. So an app that is flexible on that is able to integrate with your existing system so that you don't have to multiple data entries don't need to happen. So that's very important. Two, an app that is able to cater to your design experience. That is flexible enough for you to move things around, shuffle you know, menus, shuffle colors, make your own color schemes, make your own color templates, et cetera, et cetera. So the more you're able to manage, the easier it is for you to manage the app, that should be the primary goal. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, we, we work in a consulting factor uh, to make sure we understand and reuse features, right? So, you know, not only to enable disable features, but to reuse features to solve different types of purposes. But I think the most important thing, <coughs> is, uh, which is a differentiator, is that, as Rune mentioned, you know, we are not a one-stop shop. We are not, uh, this is, you know, what you see is what you get. In that, with the consulting factor aspect, as well as the full development uh, team behind this product, 
you know, we have worked with countless, countless clients of ours is different. Each, uh, you know, event team is different. Each event attendee is different. So to offer personalized uh, experiences all the way across the board. Now, for specifically moving forward for larger organizations, they may have certain requirements which are not part of standard event apps. Now, majority of vendors, platforms that we've we've noticed or work, you know, have uh, affiliations with, you know, it, it is kind of this is our product and this is how we can retool as much as we can within the product set. From our perspective, uh, we kind of, you know, work with you to customize and add features into the product as well. So we have our own pipeline uh, from a product perspective that we actually, you know, are, are very aggressive with, and we almost have, you know, once every month, what kind of real work with you and, and the clients themselves to add custom features, which, you know, the client may have seen somewhere else, or they may just have an idea that they want to do uh, within the conference which is really unique and they basically just come to us say this is what we're thinking and with our consulting and our understanding of the background of event space itself we can understand what they are say, uh, what they are doing what they're achieve what they want to achieve and then turn that into an actionable uh, you know feature for them to not only use for that event but then for all of their events moving forwards absolutely no and uh, if, if I was to give a few key takeaways like when selecting a vendor uh, one of the things that we have heard from a lot of our clients that have come to us from a lot of other providers is post-sale support. You know, a lot of a lot of people, uh, these event planners are really busy people. Event planners have a very busy lives. They are always on the ground. They're running from one place to the other. So getting that support to manage and run the app to, you know, having the flexibility to know that I am going to have somebody who's going to back me up irrespective of what time of day it is, right? Because I mean, one thing that is very important is understanding where all you do events. I mean, a lot of our clients have global events. So they have events that are happening in Asia, they have events that are happening in Europe, they have events that are happening in the US. So the flexibility of having a, a supplier or a, a vendor who already has teams in multiple global locations is very helpful as well. I mean, like we have offices here in New York, Singapore, London, so we're kind of able to cater to all those geographies. But but the support factor is very important. I mean, we've heard like from end, endless amount of our customers, the lack of support that they got when they were on ground, they, they were like calling customer services, they were not getting a response, they were sending a bunch of emails, things were not working, nobody responded to that. That's, that's an experience that is very hard to predict while selecting a vendor, but you should do your research by talking to other people uh, and asking how was the customer support, like, you know, you should get your references, talk to customer references, ask whether they got the right amount of support or not. Because I think all said and done, once you've signed that dotted line, how you're taken care of by the vendor becomes the most important part of your decision. Everybody can do features, everybody can do a lot of things, but that level of personalization of giving you that support and help that's needed is, I guess, one of the most important things when you're selecting a vendor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you know you're looking for a, a full-time partner, right? You're looking you're for an extension, extension of, of yourself, your, of your team, yeah. Somebody that understands what you need, and before you even ask for it, they get it done. Instead of you're always chasing them, is this done or is that done? Before and and even during the event, right? Because yep. again, as you mentioned, they're always running around at mm -hmm. the event. They don't have time, so someone someone from our team will 
always monitor as well. Mm -hmm. That's something that you know really really adds that wow factor uh, yeah. and real importance. Yeah, great. Okay, uh, and I suppose on the on the same theme, um, what are some of the things that you should avoid when designing an event app? So what you should avoid uh, when designing an event app is is one is like overwhelming your audience by just throwing in hundreds of features that they're never going to use. You know, making sure that you have the right features enabled and menu items enabled, and don't don't just keep it there because it's there and right. I mean, people if they don't know what it is for, they might end up not using features that they should be using because they'll be like, I don't know what does what. So one is like understanding the product very well and understanding what you want your audience to use. Two is using the engagement factors more smartly. Like we've seen times where I have attended events where I've just been bombed with like push alerts and notifications, which at times get irritating and I end up switching it off. Or sometimes it even drives me to delete the app. I'm like, this is just annoying now. So, so try not do that. Try to make sure that uh, it fits your brand guidelines, it is people are able to relate to your brand with the app, you know, uh, you're setting the right tone, setting the right persona with your push alerts, with your engagement factors, and not overwhelming the audience that, uh, you know, they don't know how to use it or what to do with it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a saying, obviously, you know, keep it simple, stupid, you know, that that's the mentality that it needs to be where you can, you know, you can do a lot of the functionality, a lot of the complex things, but as long as you keep it uh, a, a real simple flow, uh, even within the app itself, you know, becomes user-friendly. Uh, so as, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, that independent research shows about 90% of apps are deleted. Why, so each user, that means, is accustomed to, as soon as they download the app, possibly a new uh, understanding. If you keep keep changing the branding, if you keep changing certain things, that's why, you know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, you have, if you have a shell container app and you grow into specific features, so one event, you know, you start off with the basics. It's a new app, it's a new new platform, new vendor. Uh, you, you know, you start off with the bare basics. You get them used to where things are, where the flow is, how the flow is working. Then you introduce next, you know, next year or the next event, you can introduce more complex features and bring those features in because they're already, uh, you know, okay with the flow of about 90% of the app. Now they're only learning that 10%, which is new. So if we start doing that and start building in and introducing new, new features, new features, that's where, you know, the, the real usability, the real growth will become, as we mentioned, you know, you don't want to overwhelm everyone with the, just bombarding them with all the feature sets. Yeah, and then what also we've seen with a couple of our clients sometimes is they don't realize that people need to get used to a new experience when they're doing a mobile app. You can't have the same paper experience for everything. You don't need to have the same experience. You need to leverage the technology and make sure that you're not, you know, trying to do what you were doing and ruining the experience by providing, like, a list of documents within the app that, are not needed if if the app already has like schedules and stuff like that maybe you don't need you know too many documents that are saying the same thing in a printed format so so those are things i mean like those are tiny things but like things like that uh try not overwhelm the audience keep it simple keep it uh close to your branding set the right tone set the right persona leverage the features best possible to their potential and that's that's i think 
pretty much the key ingredient for success. Um, great, thank you. So how can people find out more about Event to Mobile? Well, um, I mean, first of all, we have uh, a lot of, uh, you know, blogs that run on our website. They can go to our Facebook page. They can uh, go to our website, eventsmobile.com. Uh, these podcasts that we're doing, we're going to do more of these in future. So it would be good for them to, you know, learn that. But yeah, I mean, like they can just reach out to me or Mihir, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, our contact details will be provided uh, with this podcast. I mean, uh, I can, uh, you know, share that with anybody and they can just reach out. They can call us directly on our numbers uh, from our website or they can just email our contact address and uh, we'll get back to them. Great. Well, Thanks very much. So, so look, Varun Mahir, thank you very much for those really useful insights. Uh, and thanks to the audience for joining the podcast. Um, as Varun mentioned, for further information, or if you have any questions, uh, please contact us by sending a mail on our website, uh, or you can send an email directly to contact at eventtomobile.com. Um, so we look forward to, to welcoming you to our next podcast, which will be available very, very soon. So watch this space. Um, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks, Varun. Thanks for here. Thanks, Thanks Render. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.